today, the candidates who want to serve you as Putnam County Commissioner, State Representative in the 43rd Legislative District, Putnam County Board of Education, Cookville City Council, and Jackson County Commissioner. Welcome to Meet the Candidates from Live Rock 95.9 and News Talk 94.1. I'm Tom Duggan. Today, our series continues where you get the chance to hear from the candidates, where they stand, the issues that are important in their minds, where they want to take the Upper Cumberland moving forward. We begin today's program with Kim Bradford, who is seeking re-election to the Putnam County Commission out of District 10. Kim, it's good to have you on the program today. Let's go back to when you originally decided you wanted to seek a seat on the county commission. What was it at that time that led to your decision to run? Well, I'm a lifelong resident of Putnam County. I was born here. I went to school here. Um, I owned a farm here in Putnam County, and I just wanted to look out for the residents of Putnam County. I love the small town feel, and I wanted to do my part. I wanted to see if I could make a difference. What were some of the issues that the commission was facing at that time when you were first elected, and and how have you gone about resolving those issues? Well, the issues are always the tax base, and you know, I feel like since I have been in office, we have managed the tax dollars, you know, really, really well. We've done a lot of things. We've opened schools. You know, we put money in our police department, our EMS. This town is growing. Well, I don't even have to tell you how much it's grown. And, you know, with growth comes a lot of management. You've really got to understand what growth brings to this community and how you can manage it without killing the taxpayer. So, you know, that that's the challenge. That's been the challenge every year that I've set up there. Kim, what are some ways you can manage that growth and possibly even regulate it as we do continue to see just a boom of growth overall in Putnam County? Well, you've got to look. Growth is, on one hand, it's a really good thing. On the other hand, it gets really tricky because with growth comes, you're going to have to have more police officers on the road. You're going to have to put more money into your roads. It calls for more ambulance services. It calls for more schools, and it calls for more uh, teachers, classrooms, buses. It goes on and on, and we, it, you know, we just have to look at what we've got coming in each year. And we've been fortunate here. Our tax base has been really, really good since I've been a county commissioner. So that's helped out a lot. And you know, we're always looking at where we can get funds for this rather than constantly hitting the property owners. With growth, also you've got infrastructure to deal with. Do you feel like the county mm-hmm. is doing a good job addressing that issue? Uh, yes, I think we've done really well at addressing that. We've put a lot of roofs on the schools. We've done a lot of work on our buildings. we put in more fire departments. We've upgraded fire trucks. So I think we've done a really, really good at managing our tax dollars. Kim Bradford is our guest on Meet the Candidates. Kim is seeking re-election to the Putnam County Commission out of District 10. Kim, along with all this growth comes the demand for more services. How does the County Commission go about prioritizing those services? Well, it's kind of hard to prioritize a service when every service is equally important. I mean, if you need the police and you make that phone call, we've got to make sure we've got, we can provide that help for you. Same thing if you need an ambulance, if you need the fire department. I have a hard time prioritizing one over the other because they're all equally important. Along with all this has been the demand for broadband access. How important do you feel that is? I think that is one of the most important things that we need here in Putnam County. As we've seen when we were shut down with COVID, most people had to go home to work. And we found out real quick that our students were having a hard time doing online learning people who were working from home. We did not have the infrastructure for broadband that Putnam County needs. So we are really working hard to make sure that we get 
the best broadband service across the whole county. Kim Bradford, when you talk about communication and transparency, it seems we hear those terms more and more. The citizens want that communication with their government, the transparency. Do you feel like that the county commission has offered that and there is good communication between the citizens and the county commission? Yes, sir. Uh, our, every meeting we have it have is an open meeting. Our meetings they have online. All our minutes and every vote that each one of us have taken on any issues, they're all online. Our phone numbers are online. I don't know of one commissioner sitting there at this time that's not an open book that does not care to talk to anyone who gives us a call, whether it's in our district or any other district. What do you see as the biggest issue facing Putnam County moving forward? Managing growth. I mean, that that is the toughest thing we're dealing with right now is trying to manage the growth and make sure that the citizens of Putnam County can live the best life possible. One of any county's biggest fund expenditures certainly are schools. Do you feel like the local school system has been a good steward of the money spent on schools? Uh, yes, sir. I just retired after 35 years from transportation, and I feel like that we have done a good job with our money. Kim, as you speak with and meet with local voters, what do you hear from them in terms of their concerns? Usually the tax, right? I mean, a lot of people understand we've got to have taxes that our tax rate pays for the services they want, and they don't want to lose any services, but they want us to do everything we can to keep the tax rate as low as possible. Finally, Kim Bradford, if you are reelected to the Putnam County Commission, what will the voters of the 10th District continue to be getting from you as their ongoing county commissioner? Dependability, honesty, and an open book. I'm always available to talk and try to work through any issues out there that we can work through. I want Putnam County to always feel like a small hometown community. That is, to me, is very important for every citizen in Putnam County. Kim Bradford has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Kim is seeking re-election to the Putnam County Commission out of District 10. Up next on our program today is Mr. Terry Randolph. Now, Terry is challenging for a seat on the Putnam County Commission out of District 10. Terry, it's good to have you on the program. What was it that led to your decision to seek a seat on the Putnam County Commission? Well, thank you, Tom, for having me on the program this morning. Uh, you know, Tom, I was... Uh, Oh, I've been on the county commission for two terms. I was elected in the 5th district for uh, two terms uh, back several years ago. And uh, I don't know, when I when I first decided to run for county commission, it was just like I was led to do that. Uh, I never had even really considered it up until that point. And then it was just like the, the Lord led me in that direction. And uh, because I've always been a, a servant, I was a teacher in uh, the Putnam County School System and working with young people and coaching and it's just very fulfilling for me to be able to do that, and, and, and I'm a servant. I'm a public servant. I, I enjoy that, and I thought I had something to offer, something that I could give back to the the people, the constituents, or the people in Putnam County, and I guess that's the main reason I ran, Tom. Terry, initially when you did run the first time, and even now as you're seeking election in a different district, are there any issues that maybe have helped to influence your decision to run before and even to run now? Well, I like uh, I like the direction the county is is moving. Uh, you know, we have a lot of growth and we have a lot of <clears throat> a lot of movement in the county, and I think it's a real positive thing for the county that that uh, we have a county, a, a, a you know, a cities Cookville, Baxter, all good, Monterey that people want to move into and and want to live in. Uh, it's very desirable. We have a lot of good things going on, and uh, I, I just want to be a part of that. You know, we're moving the fairgrounds, and, and I know that's a historical venue, but it's going to be bigger and better with an expo center where we're moving that to the county uh, bus garage, transportation department, the county road department. We're moving that to a, an area out on the Tennessee Avenue that's going to be a lot nicer 
a lot more convenient. Just, just a lot of good, positive things happening in the county that I have been a part of the, over the last eight years, and uh, I want to continue to be a part of that and help to see the county continue to move forward. Terry, as we can tell, Putnam County has experienced and is continuing to experience a tremendous amount of growth. How do you maybe push the county to manage or regulate that growth? Well, that's really a hard thing to do. Like I said, Tom, you know, people want to move here. Uh, we just sold our house to a couple from New York, and they were so excited to move here and be a part of our community and get their kids into our school system. Uh, we just have so many good things to offer here. It is really hard to uh, control the growth. You want growth and you, you want those good things to happen. But when that happens, uh, it you know it increases uh, all of your services that uh, that the county offers to the citizens of Putnam County, like your emergency services, your ambulance service, your rescue, your fire department, your maintenance the sheriff's department, all the elected offices have a bigger workload requiring more personnel. It just, in, it just makes everything bigger. And, uh, and all of that requires more money. And, uh, we, we just need to try to continue offering these things to the people in the County. And at the same time, try to keep our property tax rate as low as we possibly can. Terry Randolph is our guest on Meet the Candidates. He is challenging for a seat on the Putnam County Commission out of District 10. Terry, we are at a time where people seem to be in demand for more and more services. How do you go about prioritizing those services as a county commissioner? Well, I think I think that's pretty easy. Like for me, I'm a, I'm a senior. I'm retired. So the emergency services are, you know, the ambulance service, uh, you know, being able to get somebody to you in case of an emergency as, as quick as possible and get you to the ER. I mean, everybody's concerned about that. Uh, we're concerned about the safety. Uh, people want to be safe in their home and in their county. So uh, we, we place that high on our priority list, the Sheriff's Department, maintaining that, making sure we have enough personnel there to, uh, to keep our county safe. And then again, like I said, the fire department, the rescue squad, all of those things are things that, that, that the citizens of Putnam County, like me and you, we want those. We need those. And uh, with that, I think uh, as long as we're doing those things and providing those services to the people, I think that we're doing our job. Terry, one of the county's biggest fund expenditures are schools. Do you feel the local school system is being a good steward of the money spent on schools? I do. I think they are. I think, again, I think uh, there's a lot of growth. Uh, we have a lot more, you know, more kids, more students going to our schools than, than we ever have and have a lot of growth. And, you know, we're in the process now. We just funded a a new school for the school system. I think they're getting ready to start on a K-8 school out uh, pretty close to the industrial park. And, uh, yeah, we, and, you know, we have maintenance of effort and we, we try to, uh, Try to give the schools the money that they need to, uh, you know, to operate with and, and have a quality, be able to provide a quality education for the kids here in our county. And I think our parents and, and uh, I'm proud of that fact. I'm a, I'm a grandfather and uh, my kids all went through the school system here. And, and uh, uh, yes, you, to answer your question, yes, I think they are a good steward of our money. Uh, I think they can always use more. But we, you know, sometimes we can't give them as much as they, as they really need, but we try to. We try to help them as much every year as we can. And they're thankful, and I think they do a good job with it. Terry Randolph, if you are elected back to the Putnam County Commission out of District 10, what will the voters be getting in Terry Randolph as their county commissioner? Well, Tom, they'll, they'll be getting someone with experience uh, dealing with uh, these issues that we've talked about. Uh, someone that's, uh, you know, I have experience with the budget, and even in my job, I dealt with a <clears throat> multi-million dollar budget, and uh, I'm a good steward of our money. I'm conservative, but yet at the same time, I realize that we have to have, we have to have the money to operate and provide the services that that the people in the county need. And basically, I'm from here, went to the school system here, went all the way through it, went to Tennessee Tech, got my 
got my two degrees from Tennessee Tech, taught these kids in the county, coached a lot of kids in the county, and know a lot of people in the county. And I just love Putnam County. I love Cookville, and uh, that's why I've lived here my whole life. And uh, if you get Terry Randolph as a commissioner, you're going to get somebody that, that loves uh, our people. I love our community, and I love the personality and the character that we have in this community, and I want to work to try to keep it that way. Our guest has been Terry Randolph. Again, Terry is seeking election to the Putnam County Commission out of District 10. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Our next guest on the program is Mr. Paul Sherrill. He is the incumbent state representative representing the 43rd District in the state of Tennessee. Representative Sherrill, it's good to have you on the line with us today. For folks that may not know, where exactly is the 43rd State Representative District at? Okay. The uh, Hey, thank you for the opportunity uh, for this today. Uh, we have the 43rd District as of present, I guess you want to say, that is, which is all of White County, about two-thirds of Warren, and all of Grundy County. Now, the redistricting just took place back early in the year, and now all of uh, Warren County and all of White County is the new 43rd District, which takes in now Viola and Morrison. They was not in the 43rd District and losing Grundy County, so now it's all white and all Warren. Paul, what was the path that kind of led you to this office serving the 43rd District? Well, I have helped in the past in different uh, folks that uh, run for office and uh, didn't really have an interest of running for any kind of office, really, and never been, never run for any kind of office. But uh, in my time of helping others, and then it come in, I guess, around 2015, uh, I felt very strongly from the good Lord about uh, being a candidate for state representative in the 43rd district and prayed about it and had my wife and other people to pray about it and felt stronger, uh, a lead to do it, put my name on the ballot in 2016 and the good Lord blessed it. And a miracle happened in 2016 that uh, Donald Trump got elected president and Paul Sherrill got elected as state representative in the 43rd District. Back at that time when you were first elected, Paul, what were some of the challenges that you were facing right away in that office? I guess probably the challenge I had was this seat, the 43rd uh, District seat, had always been held uh, elected uh, as a Democrat. So I was the first Republican running for this position in the 43rd District. So I had a challenge, but uh, I believe that we had a lot of people that seen uh, in 2016 that we needed a change from the way the Democrats was doing to uh, change and hopefully for a better in the Republican Party. And, and uh, we seen that change by from the top for the president down in different offices that people got elected as, as uh, Republicans. If you would, break it down just a little bit. When you're representing a, a rural area such as you are, the difference is there than, than the ones that represent the bigger cities. And, of course, you're trying to do for the greater good. But what are the differences there, and how challenging maybe is that when you do represent that rural area? Well, 
in the rural area, of course, you know, people are scattered out more, uh, if you want to say. They're not as knitted together like sort of like the uh, in the urban area. So it's a challenge to try to get to all the different places that you need to uh, get to to try to meet people and trying to seek their help and voting for you. So the challenge would probably be the difference between uh, just the area, probably one thing. Paul Sherrill is her guest. He's the incumbent state representative serving District 43 on the legislative side. Paul, what are some issues you feel now, big-time issues that are facing the state of Tennessee, and how do those impact your district in particular? Well, there are several different things, I guess, to say that uh, we are facing uh, probably in our society today is uh, our, law, our law enforcement folks, are they're being targeted. They're trying to do their job, but we have people that's targeting them, working against them, and not supporting them. When a law enforcement officer tells you you need to do this, you need to do what he tells you to do. If he if he turns the blue lights on, you need to pull over and and uh, see what the need is that he's pulled you over. So that's a that's a big issue. Our law enforcement uh, Second Amendment on our firearms is uh, seem to be a very hot topic right now. You know, we've got to work to protect our firearms, our our folks that are our law-abiding citizens that are in the right mind. we got to protect them uh, to make sure that we're allowed to keep our weapons. You know, right now it's probably seemed to be an issue about, uh, like, education. We want to say that uh, teachers have a great responsibility when we send our children to school, and we got to make sure that we hopefully – discipline our children at home and make them do what they're supposed to do and then when they get to school the teachers don't have to be uh in a classroom trying to make the children behave they need to be you know where they can have them children in there to teach them so in education right now is a very hot topic and of course you probably know is some issues that took place probably in nashville from comment that a man made uh not in a nice way uh, as I have told uh, some people, our, our teachers, they're really heroes. They're, they're people that we need to greatly respect and support. And uh, I went to public school and uh, went to White County High School, graduated from White County in, in 1977. So we want to make sure we take care of our teachers. And then, of course, right now, military, uh, we, need, we have a lot of people coming out of the military that maybe they're having some medical issues that we need to make sure we take care of them. You know, our Constitution, seems like to me, is, is being targeted, uh, that our forefathers is uh, put together for us. We need to make sure we take care of that. I mean, we could go on and on and on about things that, uh, you know, the things in the Bible that tells us what we need to be representing, just like marriage is between a man and a woman, according to the Bible, and we understand that life starts at conception, you know, on and on and on things that we're seeing take place in our country today that we need to really look at. Paul Sherrill, if you're reelected to the state legislative seat in District 43, what will the folks continue to get from you as their state representative? Well, something that I have heard from a different uh, number of the folks that uh, in the 43rd District when I first was running they said that the past state representative that was in before me, which was a Democrat from Warren County, that uh, they would call and nobody wouldn't call them back. So I have strongly tried in my time, if somebody calls my office in Nashville where I'm allowed to sit in or my home, they leave their name and number, and I will definitely try to reach back out to them. Might not be able to help them, but at least we can call them back. So that's something we really try to work on. State Representative Paul Sherrill has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Paul is seeking re-election to the seat of State Representative in the 43rd Legislative District. Up next on the program is David McCormick. David is seeking re-election to the Putnam County Board of Education out of District 4. David, it's good to have you on the program today. What got you interested in wanting to serve on the Putnam County Board of Education? Well, when I when I very first got on the board and, and got elected, uh, I was actually appointed by the county commission. Uh, Mr. Medley had retired due to some health issues, and uh, 
I came on with the intentions of trying to get us some new schools. Uh, of course, I represent Monterey and then District 5 in the County Commission District, which is uh, part of Cookville. And uh, we wanted, we needed some new schools. I think we needed some new leadership at the time. Uh, the director of schools at that time, what we were having some issues with. And, uh, you know, that was just, I wanted to help out and do my part. After being there a little while, I learned that, uh, you know, you're one person. One person, one voice, and uh, it takes a whole board or half of the board to, to get something passed. So when you come on with an agenda of your own, it doesn't usually work that way. David, what are some of the biggest changes you have seen during your time on the school board? Equality in our schools, and, and we're not there yet, but um, you know we've got three high schools, Baxter, Cookville, and Monterey, and... A lot has changed, and especially since COVID came about, uh, there's more online options, and uh, all the students, especially high school students, have a lot more options to be equal no matter which school you go to, whether it's a large school or a small school. When you talk about the schools and they're being equal, do you see enough being offered particularly on a high school level, and I go into talking about things like electives. Are you satisfied with what all the uh, schools in Putnam County are offering in that respect? Yes, I feel like that, uh, you know, I mean, there's a few options that uh, probably Monterey, a smaller school, is not going to have. But uh, I pretty much feel like that, that because of the online offerings, they, they can pretty much get anything they want now. David McCormick is our guest on Meet the Candidates. He is seeking re-election to the Putnam County Board of Education in District 4. David, how has the growth in recent years in Putnam County most affected the school system? Uh, well, you know, we, we've had to go to a, a zoning uh, with all the elementaries and middle schools. And, um, you know, there may be a possibility we may have to do that with the high schools if we keep growing. Um, unless we can get another high school. And, you know, we've been growing a good rate of about 100 to 125 students a year. And uh, an average school is about 600 students, so that's a new school about every five years. How difficult is it to kind of plan ahead or look ahead with the expectation of growth? But, but then, you, you know, growth is a thing. It could taper off. How do you kind of plan for that, though? Well... We have studies done and, and, you know, what areas of the county are most of the building and the growth going into. Uh, I know the western uh, Putnam County has been really strong for the past few years, and uh, that's where we've kind of focused our, our growth areas. And uh, like I said, we've had to realign some of the schools and move the lines uh, over so that we don't have the overcrowding in the schools. Outside of growth, David, what do you feel may be the biggest issue that Putnam County schools will have to face in the years to come? Uh, new teachers. Uh, we're getting feedback from uh, the colleges that uh, the College of Education doesn't have the uh, enrollment that they've had in the past. And you know, we, we have teachers, uh, several teachers that retire every year now. And uh, getting new teachers to replace them is going to be difficult. We're going to have to uh, be very competitive with our neighboring counties and, and be competitive with pay and benefits um, and try to attract the best that we can get. David McCormick, do you feel like there's anything that maybe the current Board of Education could do better that you see? Well, there's always things we can do better, um, and everybody has their own opinion about it. I, I feel like our board right now, and, and I've been on the board for several years, and uh, I feel like right now we work together uh, better than any board that we've had uh, that I've been involved with. Uh, we all have, you know, diverse backgrounds, and and uh, we come from different areas of the county and outside the county where we where some of them grew up. But uh, you know, we're all locked into Putnam County, and we may disagree, but in the end, we all agree with the decisions that are made. As you meet and speak with your constituents, what are some things that you hear from them? The big 
thing is, is are we spending our tax dollars wisely? And, you know, that's the big thing that everybody's concerned about. Nobody really wants to increase taxes uh, to pay for a lot of these things. But if we continue to grow, there has to be money to pay for it. And, uh, you know, trying to maintain uh, better spending and, and that's, you know, the way we look at things every day, you know, is this the right way to spend those tax dollars? School safety is another big issue that's come really into focus, even more so lately. Do you feel like the Putnam County school system on the whole is adequately staffed to handle school safety, or is that an area maybe you'd like to see a little more done in? To be honest with you, I think we're on the front side of that, uh, working with the sheriff's department and uh, uh, EMS and, and everyone involved. Uh, the school system is, is really on top of that. You know, we have uh, SRO officers in place, and uh, I just feel like that, that we're in good shape as far as that. You never know when it can happen. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about it, we practice it, and, uh, you know, they have drills and things. So um, I feel like Putnam County is on the front side of that. As we wrap up today, David McCormick, if you are reelected to the Putnam County Board of Education, what will the voters in District 4 be getting in you as their ongoing school board representative? Well, I think I have a proven track record that, uh, you know, I, I try to provide the best we can provide for our children in Putnam County, and whatever we decide, we always think of the children first. David McCormick has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is seeking re-election to the Putnam County Board of Education in District 4. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Giving you the chance to meet the men and women who would like to represent you as a member of the Cookville City Council when we head to the polls in August. Dee Prince is our guest on today's edition of Meet the Candidates. Dee, thanks for spending the time with us. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Why did you make the decision to run? Uh, so it's, it's a culmination of a few things. Um, one was my late wife. Uh, before she passed, she just kind of breathe uh, when you know it was just breathing life into me with telling me that I was uh, above average and telling me that I was uh, I was not, not just a middleman working uh working 9 to 5 every day that I was actually somebody who uh, was supposed to be impactful in the community that I was a manager a director a CEO and that I could even be mayor and so uh I I guess I I followed through on this wild thing that my wife had mentioned my late wife had mentioned and um con just kind of concocted this plan to 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 run uh this year but then also um I've been involved in in community leadership and leadership programs and, and committees and boards uh, for the for pro probably 15 years now, 15 or more years, and I just felt like it was time to elevate my level of service and and serve the the people, uh, serve the citizens of Cookville as a whole. What has the experience been like? So the experience so far has been um, it's been really amazing. I've I've gotten to know the the candidates, the other candidates pretty well. Um, I think that we have a great group of candidates, uh, all 11 of us, uh, that could definitely serve um, as city council members. Um, I, I've gotten a lot of experience or, or a lot of um, advice and mentorship from 
from some people in the community, uh, just positive energy from, from people that are supporting me and uh, going to the polls and voting for D-Prince, um, people that I've asked for their support and their vote. So it's been really good. And, and, and I think that everybody should have the opportunity to serve or at least run for some type of office, public office. How would you describe your style of leadership? I would describe my style of leadership as firm and fair, um, transparent, and uh, honest. Um, I've been a longtime HR uh, representative, HR manager, HR director. I've had plenty of HR roles, human resource roles. And in my roles of, of human resources, I've always had to be objective. I've always had to be um, neutral, pretty much. I've always had to look at the facts and, and make decisions based off that. And that's what I think I bring to the table, being able to look at things uh, from different perspectives. And before I actually start, you know, t- telling people that things are going to be a certain way, I, I take all the facts, I gather them up from both sides, understand and respect both sides of the issues. And then from there, under normal circumstances with a team, um, as I hope city council will be working together as a team, uh, we make the, the best decisions for, uh, for the people. I would think, too, that your HR experience would help you from the standpoint of working with a lot of different people, whether it's city employees, whether it's working with the county, uh, other municipalities in the county. Uh, the city council has to balance all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, and that, that's what this is. Uh, it is a, it is a balancing act with um, you know you think you think about it you you want to maintain a, a great relationship as city council as local leadership you want to maintain a, a a good relationship a good dynamic with the county and and their leadership team um, with all of the people the the men and women that work so hard and diligently um, from the city departments everything from you know water and road road supervision uh, you know all the way all the way over to the people at the hospital because the city of course is owned uh owned by the or the city owns the hospital so it it is a balancing act of trying to keep maintain these good relationships and that's why you know even with my campaign slogan keeping progress moving keep progress moving that's what this is about there's been good progress over the last few years and uh i want to maintain that d prince is our guest one of the candidates for cookville city council as you talk to people, as you ask for their vote, what are the issues, one, two, three, maybe, that, that they are most concerned about in the future of Cookville? So what I've been hearing as a whole um, is the homelessness issue. But what I've been letting people know is that there are other things that exist within that, not to put a, a damper um, you know, on on the conversation. But one of the things that I think is an issue with um, with Cookville is the drug drug problem. Um, you know, I've I've had people that I know and that have been clo- that I'm close to um, that have had situations with uh, relatives passing away over you know fentanyl. Um, um, and then just the other day when I was with the uh, the men over at uh, Station Two. Um, the firefighters over there at Station 2, we had a conversation. And during that conversation, there was actually uh, three calls that went out for EMS and for police, and it involved drug overdoses and, and drug, uh, and, um, you know, uh, drug use, um, people passing out or overdosing and passing out. So I think that that's an issue. Um, that, that would be two. Homelessness definitely is one. That's two. And then um, if I had to think of a third issue. I think it's more so um, what I've seen on social media. I've seen quite a few people talking about the roads, um, you know, our roads, um, everything from bicycle lanes, um, and that's something that I want to explore, as well as just um, fixing the roads. Now, I think our roads department does does a great job, our road supervisors. I think that they do a great job, but, you know, we can always, we can always explore doing, doing better. Sidewalks, bike lanes, uh, those are things yeah. that, that really can help. There aren't a lot of easy answers to some of the road problems that we have in Cookville. Absolutely. No, that's that's absolutely correct. As we look at growth overall, D, uh, does Cookville have to be a little more selective? Not that they haven't been before, but 
with the rate of growth, do we have to look more closely, for example, at the types of jobs we're bringing in? Do we have to look more closely at do we want every retail development? Do we want every housing development that's on the table? Does that become more important as you continue to grow? I think that we definitely need to be selective. Um, And in that selection process, uh, you have to think about the land that we're developing for. Now, don't get me wrong. uh, My background is also in workforce development. So anytime there's an opportunity to bring new jobs here, that's that's great. Of course, I think, in my opinion, we don't want to oversaturate that. If we've got, you know, 900 medical jobs, but we only have 500 uh, medical uh, professionals, then it doesn't do us any it doesn't do us uh, any service, um, you know, to have those 400 just continue to be available. So, you know, in terms of retail or whatever it might be, I'm all for you know with the with our growth of our city, bringing in jobs, bringing in uh, new opportunities uh, for people. But I think that we do have to kind of monitor what types of jobs we're bringing in. You probably have heard this as you've talked to voters. We want to grow, but we don't want to lose our small city charm. What, right. ro- what role does the council play in that? Um, I think it goes back to I think it goes back to what we what we mentioned. You know, a little bit about infrastructure. Um, you know, the infrastructure projects. You, you talk about transportation. Um, you talk about uh, communication, broadband. Um, you start talking about um, bringing things in that are what the, the, the citizens of Cookville want. So I think that what's important is going back to it, so being selected, bringing in things that are going to, um, going to keep people uh, in that small town state of mind, but then understanding that uh, as time goes on, we do have to grow and there are people that are coming in from various areas, New Jersey, New York, California, Florida. Um, so we, we, we definitely want to grow, but we don't want to grow so much that we lose that feel because unfortunately we're no longer the best kept secret, um, you know, in the state of Tennessee. A lot of people know about us and a lot of people are moving here uh, from out of state. So we definitely want to grow, but at the same time, uh, it's, it's good to keep that hometown feel. The secret's out of the box, so to speak. Secret's out. <laughs> D. Prince, finally, someone cast their ballot for you. Um, they're getting somebody who, as I mentioned, um, is firm but fair. Uh, I, I'm going to listen to whatever it is that you have to say. Uh, nothing is, when it comes to a citizen's quality of life, nothing is, um, no, nothing that they have to say is silly or, or a stupid question. I've had people say that. This may be a stupid question, but I want to ask you about this. If it has to do with your quality of life, um, I'm here to listen. Um, I'm here to find out what's going on. Uh, with you and your area, with you and your lives, and do the best that I can to help make the quality of life that you have here a good one. Dee, thanks for the time and for educating us about uh, you and what you'd like to do. Absolutely. Thank you so much. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Next up on the program is Mr. Gary Garrison. Now, Gary is an incumbent on the Jackson County Commission out of District 4. Gary, it's good to have you with us on the program. Why did you want to get involved with the Jackson County Commission when you first ran and were elected? I wanted to help my community, my friends, and my neighbors, Jackson County as a whole. I just felt like it that I wanted to 
do that to help my community in Jackson County. At the time that you did run, what were some things that you saw that you felt like needed some work in terms of the county? Well, the biggest thing was our taxes has just skyrocketed over the past four, five, ten years. And, uh, you know, we have nothing to show for it. But our taxes just continue to grow and grow and grow. I just wanted to get our taxes under control and show a little bit of bang for a buck. You know what I'm saying? Have you seen things change in that regard during your time on the commission? No, very little, very little. Do you see the need for maybe more business and industry to come into Jackson County? Oh, yes. God, people in Jackson County, there's nothing down here. There's not a job for them in Jackson County. They got to go to Putnam County and surrounding counties. What do you feel like Jackson County has to offer when, when you are in the recruiting process of trying to get business and industry? What are some good things about the county that there is to offer? Well, the roads, uh, I feel like, you know, that Jackson County is pretty accessible by big trucks and what have you. We have the airport. I don't understand why we can't get some business out here. In terms of recreation, things for the kids to do, do you see some cause for concern there? Do you see more that could be done there? Yes, I do. I do. We had Rowan River Park, which at one time was a nice park for you to take your family and everything and go and have a picnic and play in the water. They have every kind of uh, child toy there for you to play on. It just went to the dogs. Gary, as you have met with and spoken with local voters throughout the course of your campaign, what do you hear from them in terms of their concerns? Just all sorts of things. For instance, they uh, voted in to put an amulet service over by Dawson Brake School, which I was uh, undecided the way I wanted to go on that. But I felt like, you know, if we was going to do it for one community, we need to do it for all communities. Who wouldn't like to lay down at the night and know that there was an ambulance sitting in three or four miles of your house? I would. So I, I went out and went door to door, just like I was doing when I got elected, and I asked the people, how do you feel about this? Because I feel like I want to vote the way that my friends and my neighbors right here want me to vote. Not necessarily the way I want to vote. Gary Garrison, as we wrap up today, if you're reelected to the Jackson County Commission, what will the voters in District 4 continue to get in Gary Garrison as their county commissioner? They will get just exactly what I feel like they will. Not what Gary Garrison wants. Not what Gainsborough wants. They're going to get what they want. I'm here almost 24 hours a day. I'm available any time that any one of my voters wants to call me and voice their opinion about something, I'm here. Gary Garrison, he is seeking re-election to the Jackson County Commission out of District 4 in the upcoming August election. Up next on Meet the Candidates is Mr. John Andrew Glasscock. Now, John is challenging for a seat on the Jackson County Commission out of District 4. John, what was it that led to your decision to uh, challenge for a seat on the Jackson County Commission? Well, I used to, I ran back in 2014, and I didn't get it, but I just want to, I feel like, you know, I can do my best, you know, uh, to help the people in my community. Uh, I feel like uh, there's things that need to be done, and I feel like, you know, I can work with the people. What do you feel like are some of the qualifications and experiences in your life that help make you a good candidate? Well, you know, I'm on, I'm on the rescue squad. I'm around people, you know. Uh, I've been on the rescue squad since uh, 2016. Uh, I've been on six years, and uh, I just feel like I know my community real well. And, you know, one thing is we definitely we got to get something for the kids and community. And that's what I want to do is work with that, work with the, the mayor, whoever the mayor is, you know, work with them and try to get stuff to the community what's best. 
And that, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, and I, I just do – if I get left, I'll do my best. That's all I can do. I ain't going to make no promises, you know, just do my best. And and that that's what I'm about. I lived here all my life. I know people, and I'll just do my best. John, were there any issues in particular that maybe factored in some things that you'd like to see change or maybe advance in Jackson County? Well, what I what I would like what I would like to see is more more uh, more stuff to do. I'd like to see a, a movie theater, driving movie theater, you know, for the people. That be you know revenue right there. And I like to see you know just things. More things to do, you know, for the kids. Just out of trouble. You know, we got a drug problem down here. These kids, you know, they graduate high school and they don't have nothing to do. There's, you know, there's jobs, yes, but we need to get more jobs. We need to, we need to, you know, get more jobs. And if we get more jobs, people, kids out of drugs, we'll get stuff down here for the kids to do. You know, they'll, they'll stay out of trouble. And that's my main focus is kids and try to, try to prosper, you know, help the county prosper the best, make good decisions. John Andrew Glasscock, when you speak to local voters during your campaign, what are some things that you hear from them in terms of what their concerns are? Just do my best, you know, don't don't vote for anything that's going to hurt the county. Just vote how, what's going to help. Just do, just do my very best. That, that's That's all I can do. If you are elected to the Jackson County Commission, what will the voters in District 4 be getting in John Andrew Glasscock as their representative on the commission? They will be getting somebody who cares, who listens, and what they need, what the people want, what they what they feel like what's best. They will be getting a person who cares, listens, and... And if I'm elected and, and they're gonna and we're gonna vote on something, you know, I will I will bring it to my people and let them look at it and see what's what if let them have a say so too and what we're what what they're gonna vote what we're gonna vote on if I'm elected. And I wanna say, uh, God bless you and the county of people. If you if I'm elected I will do my best and serve you and my door's always open. John Andrew Glasscock has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is challenging for a seat on the Jackson County Commission in District 4. Incumbent Jackson County 4th District Commissioner Thomas Wilmoth declined an invitation to participate in this program. That's today's Meet the Candidates. If you missed any part of today's show, be sure to visit News Talk 94.1 online for the on-demand audio. Our producer is Jake Wallman. Thank you for joining us for Meet the Candidates. I'm Tom Duggan.